Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, September 28th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, a look at the McCarthy-Biden relationship, or lack thereof. Number two, the future for Ukraine funding. And number three, what to watch at the impeachment hearing. All right, Jake, before we get into it, I think you have a little bit of a PSA to give to everyone. Yeah, listen, I am not in my my normal recording location, so the sound might be a bit a bit off. Uh, thank you, everybody, for reaching out to me to tell me that, <laughs> and reaching out to and reaching out to Anna for that matter. Um, I hope to be back in my my um, the Punchbowl News. Uh, recording studio, my own private recording studio <laughs> soon, but I am trying to mitigate the damage here by wearing a blanket on my head, as Anna knows. Um, I, uh, but listen, this is not personal to the people who listen. This is a, this is a personal problem, I would say, of mine. So anyway, let's talk about Congress and, and power, people, and politics, Anna. All right, let's tee it up here. The number one story of the morning, a super interesting look this morning uh, at the top of Punchable News AM about something that that is a little surprising to me. Uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Joe Biden have had no conversations about the impending government shutdown. It's kind of stunning when you think about these are two of the most central figures, certainly, uh, if there is a shutdown, that are going to have to try to find a way to work together. But they've literally not talked at all. Yeah, Anna, this is a an interesting dynamic. Um, like many things, there are two sides to this story. And the top, the, the, uh, there's what McCarthy is doing and what the White House is doing now. Listen, let's be clear: the White House isn't op- isn't flying blind. They have uh, Steve Rashetti and Shawanza Goff. Uh, Shawanza being the chief legislative affairs person for the White House, Rashetti being the counselor to the president, um, have been in touch with McCarthy and his staff. Both have relationships with McCarthy. Maybe the only two people in the White House that have relationships with McCarthy. So, um, if you are um, Kevin McCarthy, you want to drag Biden into this. Why? Biden has nothing to do right now with McCarthy's problems. McCarthy can't get a bill across the floor. He can probably can't get a CR across the floor. And the and um, the Senate has cut a bipartisan CR deal. So, like, McCarthy talking to Biden is not particularly important in a direct sense, right? But McCarthy is trying to drag him in. And, and I get that politically. Now the White House is like, forget this guy. Um, everyone else is living up to the deal that we cut the Fiscal Responsibility Act and McCarthy's the only one who isn't. Now, I get that as well. They're like, why would we sit down with this dude who is not living up to the deal that we've already cut? Like we already sat down with him and it didn't work out to our advantage. So I get this. I get both sides of this. But listen, Anna, like this doesn't get around the reality that the government is shutting down in like 72 hours. I didn't I haven't done the calculation, but it's Saturday night. So like whatever that is, I guess that's like 24. Yeah, like 72 hours or something. Early, early math here, folks. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have not reached uh, 5 a.m. yet in Washington, D.C. But, like, I-, I just want to be clear here. 
the government is probably shutting down. I don't care. McCarthy could go, you know, have a picnic with Joe Biden and the government's probably going to shut down. Um, but a picnic does sound nice in this beautiful fall weather we have. But anyway, I, I just think that I, I, I get I get the politics from both sides. But McCarthy's got to figure out what he can do with his own with his own team. And listen, I'll be honest with you, Anna. They got a lot of stuff they got to figure out. They got FAA. They got Farm Bill. They have FISA in December. They have government funding. They've got a whole host of things that Biden or the White House is going to be critical on. So um, they should find a way to hang out, maybe. But uh, that's not operative right now. Um, as McCarthy tries to get his party around him on the government shutdown stuff. Yeah, I mean, listen, to your point, everybody's got their own politics they're dealing with. Both sides do, um, and both sides have their internal politics. Certainly Kevin McCarthy, where he has spent most of his time kind of trying to figure out what can, what is the art of the possible. Um, but I do think, to your point, at the at the back of what you were just saying, it's really important to understand here, if the government does shut down, as it, as it appears to be on a path, a straight path towards that. All of the incentives change at some point in terms of trying to find a way out of it. And so that is really where I think you'll probably see the White House team engage more. Whether or not there's White House meetings where lawmakers are coming to the White House, um, you know, hard to see that. That's a lot more of just the pomp and circumstance of, you know, kind of using the office in some ways. Rarely are actual deals hammered out when when it's uh, at that level. But to your other point, which I think is the really underscores the, the, the kind of the underlying issue here is there is going to be things that. The White House and McCarthy are going to have to work on and that they're really critical things that both sides want and need to get done. Um, and the question is going to be, who is it just is it at a staff level that where a lot of that's happening or did the principals start getting involved? And that's something we're going to be watching. Yeah, exactly right. Also, just want to note here, really uh, going to be something interesting to to hear about. Senator Bob Menendez is going to be addressing Senate Democrats behind closed doors today after his federal indictment on bribery and corruption charges. Menendez pleaded not guilty on Wednesday, and a but a majority of de the Democratic caucus has called on him to resign, including nearly all of the Senate Democratic leadership, but not Senate Majority Chuck Schumer. Going to be interesting to see what he has to say to his fellow colleagues. Let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Mixed up in all of this government funding uh, for the U.S. is, of course, Ukraine aid. One week after Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky delivered a plea for additional American aid, a sobering reality has set in on Capitol Hill. Congress has no clear path as of this moment to approve new funding, any new funding. For the embattled U.S. ally. Yeah, it's going to get very difficult here, Anna. Um, so the White House asked for a bunch of money. They got $6 billion in the Senate bill in the chamber that um, is overwhelmingly supportive of Ukraine. Uh, the House is overwhelmingly supportive as well, but that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Um, now, the, um, you know, here's, here's the problem for the White House and for Ukraine supporters. They're going to come back in November or something, and they're going to say, and by the way, we still might be dealing with government funding in November. We're going to be dealing with government funding in November. Why? Because even if Congress, I mean, even if you took the Senate CR, um, 
that punts government funding until November. <laughs> and so it's almost certain we're going to be dealing with the same debate in November. The White House is going to come back and ask for $100 billion or something like that, or $50 billion or some big number. I, I, Kevin McCarthy is going to have a real tough time putting that on the floor. Now, the majority of House Republicans support Ukraine funding. The majority of the House supports Ukraine funding. The majority of the Senate supports Ukraine funding. But McCarthy's going to have a tough time putting it on the floor, um, and I, I think that's that is that is very clear. He he will have he might have survived the government shutdown by then. He's going. It's just it's just going to be difficult. I I yeah right. Who knows? Um, could be could, government could still be shut down. I would say this though, Anna. Um, if there like you, we talk a lot about discharge petitions, these petitions that um, force a bill to the floor, they rarely work or they rarely have worked historically, I that might be the only way to get Ukraine funding on the House floor, I just, to be honest with you. So if I were the White House, I would submit a request for November like today because, because um, it just, it will take a while to get that bill to the floor. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. What to know before the first impeachment inquiry hearing. Despite all of the dysfunction and uh, us barreling towards a shutdown, House Republicans are going to be holding their first impeachment hearing. The House Oversight Committee is kicking off its made-for-TV presentation of what Republicans claim is evidence, linking President Joe Biden to overseas business deals conducted by his son, Hunter Biden. Uh, it's going to be a tough backdrop for this first hearing. Uh, of course, Democrats are bashing the GOP for holding the hearing just days before a likely government shutdown. And probably most crucially, there's still no concrete connection between wrongdoing on any part of Joe Biden with his son, Hunter Biden. Uh, there's going to be a lot to watch. The Republicans are going to be uh, going forward with their efforts in terms of trying to make the case and remind Americans in their mind of uh, the, the wrongdoing that they've found so far. Yeah, listen, this is going to be the first, uh, the first impeachment hearing. Um, the big question, which is going to be interesting to see, is that uh, it, it, members have been getting testy, Republicans, when, when asked about the, the timeline of these events, um, this all, even if everything was true, this all occurred before Joe Biden was president. It, we're, it's not we're not saying it's all true, but that's an interesting dynamic here. Three members are in charge here. That's Jason Smith of Ways and Means, Jim Jordan of Judiciary and uh, Oversight's James Comer. Um, so I, it'll be very interesting to watch uh, to watch this and to see what kind of evidence they put together. First impression, Anna, this is a the first hearing, so it's got to be tight. Republicans are going to want it to be tight. We'll have to see if it is tight. Max Cohen will be in the room for us, and we'll have more in the midday and PM editions. All right, with that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punch and you want to go a little bit deeper, find out what happens throughout the day in midday and PM. You can sign up for our premium subscription at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.